afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing to Traveling Inside Out wherever you get your podcast. And if you can rate it as well, thank you. Hi, you read the title. You know what I'm about to say. Yep, I quit my job again. And if you have listened to... Was it my first episode <laughs> when I'm talking about quitting my job back in 2018? I did it again, and somehow it, this time is for different reasons. And it's not technically quitting my job as it is I don't want to continue working for them. Let me explain. Last year, I was um, on unemployment benefits for most of the year, outside of working a few jobs in uh, production as a contractor. And so by doing that, I uh, qualified for a government program in which they will pay salaries for uh, people who are being hired from the unemployment benefits. So the company is not going to pay you the salary, but the government. And this can be up to six months. It kind of depends on some things, but if you, yeah, like it, it depends on how long have you been on unemployment benefits and so on. And I qualified for like the biggest amount because it was, I think in total, it was kind of like a year that I was on unemployment benefits. And um, I got hired to work for a travel agency as a content creator, basically to work on their website. That was all amazing. However, I got hired before my holiday in Mexico and then in the United States. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I got COVID in the US, so I had to postpone my coming back. But the job itself was actually mostly working from home. So I thought that I can start working from when I'm in the United States. The problem was I got COVID, so then I had to delay and I told him I'm not well, tra la 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 la. But then I wanted I start I wanted to start working. I sent him like two emails, he didn't answer. I didn't know what to do. Like I gave him my IP because he said he needs to know my IP. And then he told me eventually, finally, we managed to have an one hour call in which he told me what my job is going to be about. He kind of switched. So what I thought I'm going to do is to write articles. He kind of switched and he was telling me more, more about how they, they are swi uh, switching to a complete new website. So he wants me to learn a specific thing to work in WordPress with. Um, which is custom fields, which I haven't worked before. I, I do have experience in WordPress because I have been writing blogs and so on by myself on my own. And I started using WordPress like one year after it was founded. So I have quite a bit of a background. It's just that I've taught myself. So um, also he gave me access to some courses that I took while I was in Mexico as well. Uh, I was taking like one or two hours before my partner would uh, wake up to do some of that. So all of that was great. Then he told me, but he never gave me any sort of actual 
tasks. So I did the courses, but like the courses were kind of done and I didn't have anything else to do. So I was uh, checking in for like four hours in a day and tried to do some more research. I was doing some research on our website to see what are some of, some of the issues. But I was just finding my own things to do. And since I didn't have actual things to do, and I was still in New York, so I didn't want to work for that much more anyway. But I was only working for four hours. So for the whole month of January until I arrived in Iceland, I had very few hours. The problem is that I did have a few hours because I was with COVID and so on. But the problem was also that he never gave me any actual tasks. And I did, I have emails that I sent him, like, I'm ready to work. What can I do? Like, what can I help with? And so on. Um, coming February, I had to catch up with a lot of missing hours. It was almost like half a month that I had to catch up. So I worked a lot because normally it would be a regular eight hours per day. And on Fridays, 45 minutes less because from the union, they are trying to make shorter uh, a shorter week. So they started with just having 45 minutes less on Fridays, each Friday. So I worked like 12 hours and then I worked also Saturdays that just to catch up with my um, <sighs> with my missing hours in January. Now, the it took me a little bit of understanding because I had COVID, so I was sick, so I thought that I can get my some of my uh, sick days to be used, but they wanted me to have proof that I had COVID and I didn't get any proof from US, so I couldn't prove. So then I, so then I said, okay, you can just consider them as a, as hours that I have to recover. So unfortunately, I couldn't use my sick days, uh, and also they told me that I can't take sick days, and I'm like, no, I can. And they were like, you haven't worked here enough, and I'm like, I have two days per month, like two paid days per month of sick days. But they were like, yeah, but you just started. So what? Like, I'm still just work Anyway, doesn't matter. Point is that I recovered everything. Now, February came, and it was very stormy. We were supposed to go to the office at least once a week on Monday. I went in the beginning uh, Monday. So I went, like, twice in a week and then three times in a week. And then there were horrible storms in which... Uh, we were advised to stay at home, not by the company, of course, but by the actual news. We're like, do not travel, do not, do not use the car, do not go anywhere. And that was for the whole month of February. At the same time was when I got my tooth infection. And so I was on painkillers and I was with my mouth like swollen and then I couldn't uh, open my mouth so because of that the whole February I decided to work from home after I went those few days and uh, I realized that it's actually working better if I work from home because sometimes I'm waking up at like 4 a.m and I can just start working from 5 or 5 30 or something like that so then I can not just try to keep sleeping even though I'm not. So it, it was a bit more convenient for me uh, to be able to just do that. And it was also more convenient because I was in a lot of pain in February and I did have some days in which I just worked from my bed in pajamas because I just couldn't, 
I, I, it was just, I was very miserable. One unfortunate thing that I remember from February was after the war started in Ukraine and the first meeting that we had after that, my, re my boss reaction was, and because most of us are from Eastern Europe, like my colleagues were from Poland, um, I think even somewhere Estonia, some, some, some of those countries, I'm from Romania. So my boss's reaction was, yeah, with this war, we got, we lost a lot of uh, website traffic. And it kind of hurt me. Maybe it was just a misfortune of, of explaining what we are focusing on, but dude, like, and that was fresh after the war, like not even now, because now, of course, you can kind of see, but like, I, I don't know. I just felt very, very, very wrong about that. Now, the main um, little things kept adding up with how difficult it is to work in this company that I'm not gonna name, but probably for some of you, you already know who I'm talking about. Um, the main thing was, as soon as I, my first day in the office, as soon as I came back from United States, I was informed on the spot that, guess what? You are head of the department because it seemed that you have a bit of a knowledge of this and this and that. It seemed that you kind of understand what I, what I want to do with the website and so on. So you're gonna be head of department. He put me in that position. He didn't ask me if I want to. He didn't offer me any extra benefits. He just put me in that position and I then, um, had to answer to some questions because already some people were coming at me and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, so you're the, you're the head of the department. Okay, so I have some questions. Can you tell me about this? And I was like so overwhelmed and so confused and so frustrated and so annoyed. But that passed little by little. I had a few meetings with other colleagues to try to understand what we have done so far, where we are at currently. Um, and so for the most of February, I did a lot of auditing uh, because when you do build a new website from scratch and you still want to kind of fix this one, you do need to understand first what's going wrong and why are we not ranking wherever we want to rank. And so I did all of this auditing, but so I made a lot of Excel files and collecting data and all that and explaining what I'm seeing and so on. Only after that to find out that actually all of this information that I'm collecting, I'm the one that I'm supposed to fix it as well. While I thought that I'm collecting the information and give it, it, giving it back to whatever department is in charge of that, just to get to the conclusion that no, 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 no. You get access to whatever you need and you will need to fix all of that. So in a way it felt to me that it was a bit lost because nobody will look over those files. So I kind of lost time with auditing instead of just doing directly the, like fixing the mistakes. Then I was told, um, so the truth is that I was, head of content of content department and in my um, in my department there were just two people however nobody from my team 
was able to write articles for the blog or for, you know, to write content. I asked my boss, who, by the way, is also the CEO of the company. So I asked him, like, okay, so can I write? And he kept telling me, no, you won't have time. You won't have time. You won't have time. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to audit that. You need to fix that. But he rarely told me exactly what to do. I was the one finding. So I used to have meetings with him every week. So I was the one kind of finding my own tasks, which I'm not complaining about. That's great. But then I also need a direction. And during those meetings, he would help me because some things I just wouldn't know how to fix because they would be a little bit too inside uh, for me to understand. So I did my best. I started correcting. However, from another department, another colleague's colleague, kept pushing me about publishing articles. We did have a few people who tried to write. It was just, I'm going to be very frank and very honest, and I don't even care if anyone is anyone from the people involved are listening to this podcast because this is how I'm feeling. And I was hired and put in a position because presumably, you know, I've been doing a good job or whatever, or the other people were not good enough. I don't know. The point is that when you write a blog and you write, dear guests, I hope to see you soon at the end of the blog. That's nonsense. Or you write a blog about some um, Icelandic cultural events, and then you end one of the last paragraphs is, so here's the information about this. Why would you want to know this? I don't know, but I hope it was fun for you. And I, I'm not kidding. I'm quoting. So you can imagine how insanely angered I was that I couldn't write. I wasn't let to write because I didn't have time. But I'm being given this kind of writing. And I was just, no. Then somebody else tried... And when I checked for plagiarism, 80% of it was plagiarized. So what do you want me to do with that? I'm just going to, I can't edit that because I was supposed to be the editor as well. So basically what I was working on, so I was doing the SEO um, audit and uh, keeping up with it. I was also basically in charge of, correcting any other mistakes or like, you know, if it would be some images to be changed or typos or uh, broken links and stuff like that. Then technically I was supposed to publish articles or blogs, but I didn't have time and I didn't have who can help me with that. And if somebody would write, I was supposed to edit and correct and do the whole things. So because of that, um, I was handling uh, a lot of small things as well because nobody, like I was supposed to just get, and the thing was that on any page I would go on the websites, I would find some mistakes. So <laughs> there were all of these things to solve. I was also still t uh, taking classes, which was amazing. The fact that I was able to take UDMI classes from about WordPress, about SEO, about uh, copywriting and so on, that's helpful and I think, uh, that actually showed me that I should invest in myself a little bit more. And I didn't know that the classes can be so cheap up to like 20 bucks. And I'm like, okay, that's not it. That's not 
that expensive at all. When they have, of course, um, why am I making, you know what? Scratch that. <laughs> why am I making here like free ads? <laughs> I'm not collaborating with them. Like I'm not, okay, I'm <laughs> wherever. <laughs> I wish I would, but I'm not. So whenever I'm gonna be uh, collaborating, I'm going to give more insight into how to use UDMI. Um, now, the thing is that um, I was saying about this colleague that was from another department was starting pushing me into publishing blogs and articles and so on. And on a side, my boss was telling me, like, do not, like, make sure you filter, do not let people to do that. And on the other side, I guess the boss was telling him, push for articles, we need to publish more ish, we need to do this, we need to do that. Um, up until it got very aggressive uh, and passive aggressive, and uh, he would literally over, uh, come over me with, like, he would already talk with other people that, okay, you could write an article about this, and I'm like, okay, no. And he even suggested to literally copy-paste um, from a person from outside of the company, another traveler, to copy-paste his article on our blog, and I'm like, we don't do that. We don't copy, like, we don't copy other posts. We want original things, and we want, and we, you know, and he was telling me, like, yeah, you, you keep saying quality over quantity, but you have published zero things. And I, and I was like, I did publish one thing that I had to change for, like, 50% of it um, because it was just so horrible. And they never promoted on any social media outlet. So then I was like, you know what? It's not my fault. Um, it was so bad that I wanted to quit, and that was back in end of March, like mid-March, and I wanted to quit, and then I kept thinking back at myself, and I was like, no, Alina, you need to learn to stop quitting, um, even though that's your gut feeling that you're supposed to quit, but stop quitting because you do have this tendency when something is really wrong, you're not trying to fix, or like if you try it for a second and then it's not fixed, you tend to quit and you don't want to be that quitter in life. <sighs> so I had a very long meeting with my boss and the other person and we, we came together to conclusions and I came up with like, five at least ideas on how we can improve and how we can go outside of the box. And I suggested even uh, trying to get interns from university. Aren't there people studying journalism or something like that? You can, you can collaborate like that and give them some credits. I know for sure that people are doing that. Or um, later on, if you want, you can have people who can write from, like there's a lot of things that can do that you can do. Then I also said, if the problem is that we don't have things to publish on social media, how about making these kind of cards that you can keep seeing on social media in which you write, you take the content that is already on the website because we have a lot of content on the website and you just frame it in a different way and then you link to it. And also, you can refer to some old articles because I see this all the time on, the, on Facebook, at least. Uh, pages that have 
millions of followers that they are just you know showing some stuff from their previous articles so i gave a lot of reasons like a lot a lot a lot of other ideas on how we can move forward and how we can do and then also i came up with the idea how about me focusing on long articles uh, more in-depth articles while the other person can try to publish like blogs and something like that so for, for the whole month of april i uh, worked on an in-depth article and then I collected information. I, I wrote, like, I already had a lot of information from another person from our, uh, but that, that had to be very strongly um, corrected and updated and uh, double checked that the information is correct. So in the end, I kind of did most of, of, most of it, but I, I got helped with the design of the page. So finally, when I had the meeting to show it to my boss that what I had been working for the last three weeks, he glanced at it for a second and he tells me, this is not what I asked. I thought that the sky broke in my head, like fell completely and like I, I, I can't explain how I felt. He didn't want to give me, he just said that there are a lot of design mistakes and I was like, well, that's the person that I have in my team. What do you want me to do? Like, I, that's what I, but like, tell me what's wrong so then I can fix it. And then he said, yeah, it doesn't make uh, sense for you to do this because on the new website, when we're gonna have it, we will have to do everything from scratch. So it doesn't, I mean, it's good that you, it's good as an exercise and it's good that you did it, but like, I'm not gonna give you any feedback. So can you please work on just writing something completely different on a diff like for, for the blogs and so on. So. I kept trying to explain to him that in those two hours and a half meeting that we had at the end of March, I that was my understanding. And he was like, yeah, no, then that's my bad. I should have just made a task for you. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it happens sometimes that I'm talking and people don't understand exactly what I mean, but please do this thing. And the deadline was at the end of April. And so I had one week to really do the other blog that was closed, that was blah, blah, blah. And so I did, while the other person didn't do it. They had one month and they didn't do it. I had one month and I did a very long in-depth article and then one thing, and I got very frustrated. I got very frustrated. I was told uh, from March to end of April, kind of like three or four times, uh, that they want to continue working with me, they want to continue working with me, um, and so on. So then, when I finally, oh, and they also, also, when I had that meeting in which he didn't want to give me an, an, any feedback on the work that I've done for the last three weeks, he said to me that he wants me to give him an idea of how we could design um, the page for blogs. So. He didn't tell me what the team has been working on already because they have been working on that for like six months or something. So he hasn't, to he hasn't told me any of that. So he just left me figure out by myself. So I had to go into uh, wireframing, which is basically the design of how, basically it's just boxes uh, and you just write uh, like this is going to be the content, this is going to be the title, we have the sidebar and the sidebar will, will contain this and this and that and what is going to be like the footer and what's going to be at the end. Da -da 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 -da. 
So I, I did that and I gave three examples for desktop, three examples from mobile. And also I got some print screens from other blogs that I've seen. And I've also made the first page and all that. So I prepared all of that in like one week and like 10 days or something like that to be, be ready for the next meeting. So then we got to the new meeting. I showed him and I gave him the links to look at before the meeting. Of course, he didn't have time, which is fine. So during the meeting, he started looking. I was I had three main things, basically. I had to, re ah, also, I was told that I'm supposed to prepare a report. And he said he doesn't want to tell you what kind of a report. He doesn't want to tell you. He, he said, I, I don't even have a deadline. So this was somewhere end of February about the report. So I collected all the information from everything that I've done from January to end of March. And then I said from April, I'm going to have another report. So I've done that. And then somewhere end of March, I was announced by someone else that I'm supposed to make this report. And then they asked for different, weirdly, weirdly things that I didn't know what they are. I was like, maybe I'm referring to them in my report, but maybe I'm not. So I don't know. So I asked my boss, was that about? He very briefly mentioned. So then I was like, okay, I guess it's just going to be me doing some Google search to see what the hell they are asking from me. So um, fast forward now to my report, to the last meeting that was beginning of May. My report was, so it was my report. I already showed him the report from January to March. So now I was showing him the report from the whole month of April. I was showing him the new article, the blog, the new blog post. And then I was also showing him another blog post that I was working on. It wasn't fully done. And I was showing him the wireframes so of the design of the blogs. He looked over all of that and he was very impressed. Like every five minutes, he would say, the meeting was for an hour. Every five mi minutes, he would say to me, like, wow, wow, yeah, that's, that's great. You actually know how to write. You actually know how to do this. You actually understand what I mean. You actually, and I, I'm not overreacting. That's how the whole meeting was. In such a way that I wrote, because usually I take notes during the meeting, but this time I wrote, apparently I am great. Who knew? Like, <laughs> I got so annoyed by how surprised he was that I knew what I was doing that by the end of the meeting, I said to him, you look surprised, have a little faith. And then, um, so the, the blog was exactly what he wanted. And then the next one that is going to be published soon, uh, also it's exactly what he wanted. The report, um, he, while reading the report, he looked over it and he was like, I didn't know because he kept commenting, but I think he was commenting to himself. And then I, I asked him for it and he was like, yeah, no, you're basically doing my job. In which I said, oh, so I'm the CEO for like a few seconds. That's cool. <laughs> I was so fed up and then I laughed it off and he laughed it off. But I was so fed up by this point. Um, and then... Uh, he looked over the wireframe, and guess what? He was shocked that there were some things that he didn't, the team didn't think about. And then he said, and I quote, yeah, no, most of the things we already thought about. And I'm like, then why didn't you show me what you already had so then I can just bring the extra? 
I had to do everything from scratch, while apparently most of it, you already had it. But some of the things they didn't have. Like, do you want to know one of the things that he was like, oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. A comment section for a blog page. <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> That's how you bring people to the website. If they manage to, if they do comment, if they do comment, then they will come back to it because they want to see who answered to what. And that's how you make more traffic to your beloved website. But you know, surprise, surprise, Zalina knows her job. Wow. The last thing. So this, um, just to understand, because I kind of brushed over, just to mention something, because I brushed over, is the fact that I felt very bullied for like a few weeks when that colleague kept telling me, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Then by the end of the, that meeting, the long meeting, uh, my boss was like, okay, you do one thing, you do one thing, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a feedback on them. Then he never did that. Eventually he did, but it was very poorly, and he sent it to me, and I said, don't send it to me. You need to send it to the boss because he said he wants to give a feedback on it. Um, so I felt like that was a waste of time. And all my ideas, they were never actually addressed, so... Even though what, what I thought, and they thought at the time, or at least that's what they told me, that they were good ideas, they were never addressed. Uh, they were just, you know, waste of time. The one thing that angered me was that I, so there were two things that maybe be decisive that I don't want to work for this company. The thing is that most of the time when I would try to talk with a colleague, uh, so I stopped going to the office uh, beginning of February, but then I was having video calls and calls and messages on a daily basis with people. Um, and most of the time when I would have a question, nobody would know and everybody would be very confused and uh, nobody knows what the other people is doing. And apparently uh, he would put people in charge, but then he would give tasks to other people without letting you know. So I was never let know that one of my people from my department at some point had to do something else. He told me, the person told me, oh, by the way, I was told to do this. And I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know. So he kept doing this, which is called micromanaging. Um, that was very annoying. The thing is, in this meeting, he told me that he wanted, so when he was very impressed, he said that he wanted to start the meeting with telling me that he won't actually continue working with me, which for me was like, I don't even know for a fact that I want to continue with you. But then he said, so I see that you're all great. The problem is that you never came to the office. Nobody knows you, so I can't get a feedback about you from your colleagues. That annoyed the crap out of me like really really annoyed me and I was so annoyed because he is my direct boss and so far every single time I had meetings with him he was happy with everything that I have done like everything that I have done and so when he told me that I was like okay I'm done if my job is not good enough, and the fact that some colleagues, I don't even know who he asked about me because I have been working with a few people, and again, I have been in contact with them on a weekly basis. We have video calls so they can see me. I exist, and so on. So I got extremely annoyed. But then 
what was the last thing was that uh, the other person, uh, one of the people in my department, I mean, none, none of my people from my department are continuing. And when he talked to one of them, he told them that I said about them that they didn't do anything. And I had daily calls with that person, and I gave them uh, weekly tasks. And he never asked me per se. The last time when he asked me uh, about that person was through text. And I messaged him and I said, I don't know what you mean about this, but I'm just telling you that I've been working with uh, that person and it's all going okay. And then I was referring to the other person that I'm actually more confused about the other person because I'm not sure what they are doing. Um, and now he's blaming me for, like he couldn't man up and say, we are not going to continue, period. He had to blame me because he said she didn't, she, saw, she said that you didn't do anything. And so you just took money from the government without uh, doing anything. So that meeting in which he told me this was on a Friday. And so on Monday morning, I was very upset. And then the person told me about that as well. I was very upset. So then I said, I sent a message to him and I said, okay, so hi, I just want to update you. I'm not interested in collaborating. Because by the end of the meeting, he told me, I'm not actually sure because we, we weren't, uh, I was prepared to tell you that we're not going to continue. But I see that you're doing so well, and so I'm not sure exactly what I can offer you, but I'm going to let you by, by beginning of June. And I said in my message that, hi, I just have an update. I decided I'm not interested in continuing working for, for this company, and I do have my reasons, but I'm not sure if the company is interested in it. And then he wrote to me like, no, please, uh, Tell me what the reasons are because I want to understand. This was on a Tuesday. Let me, write, let me re, uh, read to you what I wrote. These are some of my reasons. Lack of structure within the company. Frequent miscommunication. My colleagues feedback counting more than my actual work. Feedback from people I did not work with instead of the ones I had calls on a weekly basis and worked with. And being held responsible for things not related to me. Um, it's been a week. He did not check the message. If you can imagine uh, how important it was for him, my reasons for quitting, and this actually proves my point, um, that I do not want to continue working with them. So um, in total, I actually have 11 days left with this company because I worked extra. Um, I worked extra with uh, uh, in uh, April, and I'm taking 10 days off because my partner is visiting from New York, and I'm very excited. And I'm going to come back uh, to the podcast with telling you some stories about uh, my travels in the north with him. And then um, my holidays, I'm taking my holidays for the last two weeks of my employment. So I actually have only 11 days left. I'm extremely excited that I'm going to end. I probably didn't explain. The thing is that I regret now that I didn't quit in March, especially since back then, end of March, I received an offer of working in production as a coordinator 
and I just couldn't do it. And I regret it because it was more money and it was more towards film industry, which I'm still not very sure if I want to work in or not, but at least this could have bring me a little bit more um, on the upper side. So that's a regret that I have to live with. And um, by the end of this episode, what I want to say is that it's important to listen to your gut feeling. It's important to understand where you're coming from. It's okay if you give chances and it doesn't work out. It's okay to uh, take time to think, but it's also okay to just not let yourself for people to step all over you. That's very important. And it is very difficult, or at least for me. It was very difficult for me to fight for because I knew I wasn't wrong. I knew I was kind of bullied by my colleague with publishing things that I didn't have what to publish. So I knew that all of that was wrong. I just, they brushed it off or be like, oh, you know, it's just the Icelandic way. And I'm like, no, I don't know. And no, it's not like that. And it shouldn't be like that. And so... Um, I will advise you to think best. I know we are in situations when we can't afford losing our jobs because the economy is crazy and things are getting more and more expensive, and I understand that. But I I'm starting to value my mental health way more than, um, you know, some some comfort that I have because, to be fair, I am living in a bit of an extra comfort than, than I have to. Um, so I could give up on some of this comfort for uh, making sure that I'm sticking to my values and I'm taking care of my mental health. If you have any stories similar with mine or maybe, maybe very different, but in which you are challenging your comfort zone and you are um, struggling with something and trying to figure things out, I want to hear from you. So send me a voice message, send me an email, or you can also just uh, like write to me wherever you find me, hashtag Alina's Wonders, and you're going to find me online somewhere. Um, and you might be, and your story might be heard on this podcast. Thank you. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself.